0: Doug from Grace Chapel in Westerville, Ohio. And we welcome you back to Life's Beautiful Journey Radio. Each week we will be talking about a different part of life. And this week we will be talking about weddings. Now, as a pastor, one of the jobs that I've had to perform was to officiate weddings. And, uh, you know, weddings are a big business nowadays, aren't they? You know, with everything from dress reveal parties to bachelor or bachelorette getaways to cake tastings or to, uh, you know, the details of the actual wedding and the reception. And then, of course, the honeymoon, you know, the financial and time commitment can be overwhelming, In fact, before her wedding, one young bride I heard about got more and more nervous and overwhelmed about the wedding ceremony. So she went to see the pastor and he reassured her by pointing out that the ceremony was quite simple. You see, you enter the church and walk up the aisle. The groom will be waiting for you at the altar and everyone then will sing a hymn to start the ceremony, said the the pastor, and uh, just remember the order, and and then everything will be fine. So then on uh, her wedding day, the bride remembered the order and arrived alongside the groom muttering to herself, I'll alter him, I'll alter him. (laughs) And so as the groom heard this, all he thought she was saying was, I'll alter him. A lot of pressure can be felt by all involved when it comes to weddings, can it? You know, I've mentioned uh, a bit about my wedding in the past with Emily and I, and it happened on March 25th in 1995. But prior to the wedding, of course, Emily and I eloped at the courthouse in Nashville just to help her living situation there. And that was in September, September 26th of 1994. And, uh, you know, as I've mentioned, even after dating one month, Emily and I knew that we were supposed to be together. So we eloped on her lunch hour. And then I took her back to work. <laughs> you know, with my dad being a pastor, I knew, uh, you know, uh, I always wanted him to perform our wedding ceremony. And, of course, when we told them, they asked why we did that as far as eloping. But then uh, later, of course, we were able to work things out to uh, determine the time and date for the wedding. And, of course, I wanted Emily to have that experience of having a church wedding as well. So we planned our wedding six months after eloping at the church where we met. And we had several families and friends travel down from Ohio. And uh, the friends and family members, of course, from those states around Tennessee there and uh, the surrounding, all gathered together for the event as well you know we like to joke that we had a concert and then a wedding broke out (laughs) because we had several of our musical friends from college and the church and the music business all share songs in the opening half hour before the ceremony started and a few of the musicians in fact are still playing and touring with major country artists today you know, but as we uh, settled, settled on uh, our colors, we went with the black and white, basic black and white for our wedding colors. So the bridesmaids and groomsmen all wore black outfits with white trim or shirts. And uh, Emily and I both wore white. And the wedding party included seven bridesmaids and groomsmen, a junior bridesmaid and groomsman, and a flower girl you know, on the stage, and altar area was just packed with people. <laughs> we had almost more up there than we did out in the uh, congregation, the ones gathering. But the ceremony was all that we, you know, could have hoped for. Although I made the mistake of trying to sing I Will Be Here by Stephen Curtis Chapman to Emily. And of course, I struggled to get through it through the tears and emotion of the song. <laughs> of course, with lyrics like this, you know, that uh, that he wrote that say, tomorrow morning, if you wake up and the sun does not appear, I will be be here. If in the dark we lose sight of love, hold my hand and have no fear, because I will be here. Then the chorus says, I will be here when you feel like being quiet, when you need to speak your mind, I will listen. I will be here when the laughter turns to crying through the winning, losing, and trying. We'll be together because I will be here. And then, of course, verse two says, tomorrow morning, if you wake up and the future is unclear, I will be here. As sure as seasons are made for change, our lifetimes are made for years. So I will be here. And then it says, I will be here. You can cry on my shoulder when the mirror tells us we're older. I will hold you and I will be here to watch you grow in beauty and tell you all the things you are to me. I will be here. Yes, I will be here. Oh, boy. <laughs> just reading those, I almost teared up. Oh, my word. Oh, just amazing, because uh, when your heart is just full of love and for uh, that one that you're marrying, it's just amazing that uh, those words stand so true. You know, the bridesmaids all said afterwards, thanks a lot for making our makeup run during the service, Doug. <laughs> but, uh, you know, a lot of good memories are there from our wedding, but As a pastor, I've experienced many different situations and environments with weddings over the years. I've probably had a couple dozen or so, everywhere from golf courses to backyards to, of course, churches. But the one who uh, has had the most experience with weddings over the years has been my dad. So I've asked him to join me to share a minute about some of his experiences when it comes to weddings. All right, I've invited my dad, Pastor Jim Meacham, to talk a little bit about his experience with weddings. And I know you've had uh, a lot of weddings over your 57 years of pastoring. How many have you had again? I've had 515 weddings as of today. (laughs) (laughs) A lot and a lot more than me. But I know uh, you've talked about writing a book at one time about your many wedding adventures and I just wondered if you could share one of your more memorable weddings that you performed.
1: Yes, one of the near the some of the few first ones I had they were all unusual but this one really was. Uh, My wife your mother was (laughs) home and uh, motorcycles drove in her driveway and I was over at the office and uh they they had the gang they were it was a gang Mm. and they had on their leathers and the whole thing and she said get home get home and i (laughs) went running home we just lived around the corner Mm. and uh, when i went into the house uh they the guys and a gal came in and they wanted me to marry the president of the club And so I said, uh, well, you know, why would that be? And they said, well, we got saved, Mm. he and his uh, wife-to-be, and their pastor wouldn't marry them. Oh, boy. They wanted to get married at the clubhouse. And the way I went, got a motorcycle from Roush Honda, (laughs) rode it to the wedding, went into the wedding, and... Uh, they were running up and down the hills on their motorcycles and screaming and yelling and too much a little alcohol (laughs) and so i uh said to them let's it's time for the wedding when the enforcer yelled get down here (laughs) so we went down and they told me he came over to me and he said when you're done back up preacher Uh so i'm wondering the whole time what what's going on and uh uh, we had a regular uh, wedding. In fact, two people got saved at that wow, wedding. Two awesome. of their bikers. Yeah. And uh, afterwards, the the groom was in a white suit with a top hat, <laughs> and the bride was in black leather. Oh boy. And so that was unusual. I think you said
0: a halter top. She <laughs> was. It was a halter top. A You're tangent. right.
1: And so uh, at the end of the wedding, I pronounced them husband and wife, and. Backed up, and they poured beer all over the bride and groom. So, they brought my motorcycle around, and they said, "Stay between the lines, preacher." And they, they gave me a hat full of money, which was twenty five dollars oh. and twenty six cents, and that's that was my fee for the wedding. It was good so, okay. back at
0: that time. <laughs> Pretty
1: unusual.
0: Uh, that's awesome. I know. I've uh, been all all sorts of other stories too of uh, different weddings and. Uh, and uh, such over the years of things that have happened. But what advice would you give to uh, anybody that might be listening? Maybe they've tuned in, they've got a wedding coming up, and they're wondering for uh, their wedding and, and a marriage to follow. Uh, to
1: preface, w- uh, my advice would be just with a comment. Mm-hmm. You cannot have a good marriage unless God is in the middle yeah. of it. True. And I recognize that couples come to me and they'll say, I'll ask them, what have you got in common? I had one say, "We like pizza and Pepsi." <laughs> well, you're not going <laughs> to build much. a marriage on that. Right. I've had couples come to me and say, "Well, we want you to marry us, but we don't want you to mention at all in any way Jesus mm. or your faith." Wow. I said, "Well, then you've got the wrong pastor." Right. So you need to have God that three-strand cord in the yeah, very right. center right. of your marriage. Yes. And if you look to him, uh, everything's going to work out just
0: fine. Yep, and you you should know, how long have you and mom been married again? 57 years. 57 years, just like being a pastor. Yeah, <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you for joining me, and I appreciate all your advice that you've given me over the years. Honored to be When it comes here. to doing weddings. It has been a blessing to learn from Dad about performing wedding ceremonies. You know, understanding the do's and don'ts in providing a proper ceremony. That's important as a pastor. But, you know, the Bible shares quite a bit about weddings and marriage throughout the word. In fact, Jesus' uh, first recorded miracle was at a wedding feast when he turned water into wine as the supply was dwindling. And he wanted to help out the, the guest of honor there, the host. And uh, then, of course, the church is often referred to as Jesus' bride, referring to his coming again to unite with us at the second coming. But one of my favorite verses that we actually use in our wedding ceremony is from Matthew nineteen six, And it says, So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. And I love that verse because it reminds me that uh, no matter What the uh, pomp and circumstance is surrounding the wedding ceremony, all those uh, exciting things that surround that, the act ultimately comes down to two individuals coming together as one flesh. So that should be encouraging to any couple planning a wedding today. Don't get so wrapped up in the wedding details that you overlook the big picture of the fact that family and friends are coming together to celebrate what that scripture in Matthew talks about, two people coming together as one. And that will bring about, uh, of course, a wedding to remember if you follow those those thoughts and uh, remember that as you go into that ceremony, because knowing that is the best way to travel through life's beautiful journey. Our podcast, again, is sponsored by Grace Chapel Community Church, and more information can be found about the church at gracechapel.us. Again, that's gracechapel.us. Remember that you can also send me an email directly to Pastor Doug Meacham at yahoo.com. Again, that's Pastor Doug, M E A C H A M, at yahoo.com. Also, check out our new channel on YouTube. Just look up Life's Beautiful Journey Radio, and you should find us there. So, won't you join us again next week for Life's Beautiful Journey? Thanks again for joining us and God bless